This episode of Blaster Podcast is brought to you by Field Notes. Field Notes brand, USA-made memo books and other products, including seasonal limited editions. Visit fieldnotesbrand.com or 400 North May. The massive space tug Mark Soloff glides through your Facebook mansions like a... <laughs> Space crawl. The massive space tug Nostromo glides through the silence of space. The crew having landed on the planet LD four seven something bullshit. You don't remember, so why do I care? Landing on the planet, they discovered what appeared to be alien life forms, who subsequently infected one of the crew member. Now the frightened crew floats in space, wondering what their next move should be. How are a bunch of grunts gonna handle what appears to be an alien life form infestation? Smash wipe. The. Where are they? They're at Corridors. They just went to Corridors to decide what to do? Yeah, you know, Corridors, the fun sports bar they have on board the Nostromo. All right, everybody. Now- Excuse me, hon, what can I get you? We got a special on jalapeno poppers. Just, m- mother, please. Strawberry daiquiri. Mother. You could get yourself some tangeray. Take the edge off, Dallas. Mother, we're trying to decide what to do about this alien life form. Okay, I'll give you a little bit of time. Here's some appetizer menus, and here's some chips just to get you started. Thank you. The uh, robotic mannequin wheels back on its track into the wall. Now, Captain Dallas, I understand that you're upset, but keep in mind that Mother does just like to practice her voice acting techniques, and they have kept us entertained, much as you might feel they're inappropriate now, they kept us entertained on many a long space journey. That's awfully true. The many times that I've been alone, Mother has told me great tales of ancient films done completely improvisationally, using her amazing techniques to sound just like celebrities from the turn of the century that's right and i certainly do appreciate the craft involved in what mother does so before you snap at her next time or maybe get fed up with some of her overlong jokes or bullshit (laughs) just understand that she's trying her hardest to bring you quality entertainment captain dallas well i suppose you boys are right if mother had some sort of donate system like a button i sure would push it excuse me can we all talk about the more important priority here, we have an escaped alien on board that seems to have acidic blood and killed killed Cain. Killed him through the act of childbirth. You know, humans can do that, too. What is, is this? Are you being sexist right now, Dallas? You haven't shown... You've always treated me with a, quite a bit of respect. No, I'm not being sexist. Are you being a little bit too... So, are you looking for it? Are you looking for something like that? Yeah, Ripley. I think that... Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Shut it off. They put a helmet on uh, Lambert and sent her back up to the piloting station. <laughs> Excuse me, Captain. I think I might be able to fit a voice modulation unit on Lambert and solve her problems. Now, here we go. Some good old-fashioned human thinking. I think perhaps it might save everyone's ears and poor Lambert's difficult voice if I were to give her maybe a more recognizable or humorous voice to speak with for the remainder of our time together. Now that's a fine idea. Ash goes over to Lambert's newly installed space helmet and begins to fiddle with her voice modulator, turning it into a recognizable and humorous voice. 
Which one would you prefer? Does anyone have any requests? Well, I like Marlene Dietrich. <laughs> Does anyone have anything perhaps more up to date than space than human <laughs> uh, performer Marlena Dietrich? <laughs> what about uh, Colin Powell? What? How would you say that sounds, Ripley? Oh, I don't know. I'm really bad at impressions. What about President Barack Obama from the years 2008 through 2016? Nah, nah, too easy. <laughs> uh, we'll deal with this later, I think. You know what? All right, Surprise now, us, Ash. I'll, I'll temporarily <laughs> turn it to Bill Cosby Lambert. How do you feel about that? Might be a little bit too soon. What's this now? What? <laughs> it's the dark future. Are we still not? Do we feel uncomfortable about these does anyone feel uncomfortable about me observing you from the dark? <laughs> who is who is speaking now? Oh no, time to scuttle away <laughs> to my workstation. I swear if we find another one of those in the ductwork, I'm gonna go ape shit on this whole uh, company. Now if you go ape shit on the company, oh Captain Jesus, Dallas, no, Ash, change it. Can I, may I trouble you for a young female to do horrible things? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Ball. <laughs> Just go ahead and mute Lambert for now, Ash. That's a good boy. Hiya. <laughs> Ash knocks Lambert unconscious. All right. How about if we split up and we'll... Uh, from the tit up. Oh, please. <laughs> Sorry. Sexism grows on me. It feels good. Listen, I think if this thing has acid for blood, we're not going to want to give it wounds or cuts. We're going to need to burn it or freeze it or something. All right. Uh, Dallas opens up his hunting vest and empties it of all its knives. He Jesus, Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Have you been carrying that the whole time? Yeah. You know, got to be safe in space. That's the first rule of the captain. All right. Well, this thing's obviously traveling through the ducts. Yeah. So we heard it earlier or some strange European man. <laughs> if you... <laughs> we could get in there and soak in an alien. Great. All right, I'll hook up a motion detector, and why don't we send... Who's willing to go into the ducks and check it out? Well, there's only one son of a bitch rootin' tootin' tough enough to handle this kind of muckin' bull ball shit, and that's Kane. Kane's dead. Oh, shit. I guess I'll do it. <laughs> Smash wipe. The terrified Captain Dallas works his way through the claustrophobic ducts. In 1814, we took a little trip along Colonel Jackson down the mighty Mississippi. Took a little bacon and we took a little beans and we fought the blood and British in the town of New Orleans. In Dallas's shaking hands is a uh, improvised Boop. flamethrower Boop. constructed from hairspray bottles Boop. and uh, Boop. Uh, Boop. Vidal Sassoon flamethrower package <laughs> in the future Vidal Sassoon has become an arms dealer yes they've expanded <laughs> um uh we cut to the bridge where we see Lambert staring into a motion tracking device which uh they've put a Fitbit on Captain Dallas and are tracking his motion and able to see whether anything else in the air ducts moves around him boop boop, <laughs> boop. okay okay oh fuck Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> Hold on, let me let me adjust the voice modulator a little bit here. Ash reaches <laughs> over with a screwdriver finger and adjusts the voice modulator on <laughs> Lambert's uh, throat. 
Oh, hey, uh, hmm, yeah, uh, yeah, ooh, ooh, good, uh, Captain Dallas, uh, it's me, Lambert, uh, uh, okay, uh, first thing you need to do is, um, uh, move forward into the, uh, next duck, duct. Uh-huh. All right, I'm doing it. Oh. Ash, what is this? What is this adjustment that you've made to Lambert's voice box? What voice is this that we're on? If it is not obvious, then it has failed, sir. <laughs> yeah, keep messing with it. We'll settle <laughs> on something. Maybe something we can all agree on. Because keep in mind, everybody's voices are equal in a democracy. By which I mean, everyone needs to take responsibility for these voices at some point. Oh, okay. Mm, uh, mm, let's change the voice up there. <laughs> Oh, Marty, you gotta come back with me into the air ducts. There, I hope you like this, is President Barack Hussein Obama <laughs> II, who served in the years 2017 through 2088. And I think you'll need to keep working on it, Dallas, or Ash, old buddy. I'm Dallas. Anyway, hold on. Shh, oh, shut Dallas, up, shut Dallas, up, shut Dallas, up. Dallas, Dallas. Oh. What, what, what? Beep. I see movement. Beep, beep. Great Scott Dallas, there's movement in the in the ducts. It's coming towards you, closer. In the ducts, do you mean that I'm doing something rude? Are you trying to communicate to me that I've done something? What do you mean in the ducts? No, I'm not saying ducks. I'm saying ducks. What are you talking about, oh, ducks? There's ducks in there, man. Ducks? Why? What are they? Have I been impolite? Have I done something? No, socially? you're misunderstanding. There's a movement in the ducks. Oh no! <laughs> Out of the darkness, the alien leaps out and rips Captain Dallas apart. Hello! (laughs) A duck wanders away from the carnage. (laughs) It was very impolite of the alien to rip apart Captain Dallas. Yeah, especially in front of a duck. Exactly. Uh, Smash cut. The crew is totally bummed out from the gums out. Okay, so plan A did not work. We're... 0 for 2 versus this alien. And neither did plan B. It's like nothing is working. (laughs) Nothing works. Lambert, I really like this new setting, by the way. Thank you. It's President Barack Obama III. Yeah. The second clone they made of him. Yeah, you told us before, and I never get enough of it. Wait, don't I sound like a guy... What was I talking about with sex stuff? Was that on on mic? No, I think that may have just been in the privacy of your own mind. Oh, that was Sebastian the Cobb. Eddie, I only have like seven voices. <laughs> I liked no, I like the the that voice. You're just gonna have to do it because I can't do an Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, excuse me, gentlemen. Um, <laughs> Hi-ho. I happen to notice that Captain Lambert got fried by the alien. Ah. <laughs> You're Captain Lambert. Are you talking about Captain Dallas? Oh, uh, um, cut. Okay, let's go back to the last usable thing that we said. Which was... Welcome uh, to Muff Movies! <laughs> I want to give you a 74. That's a 69 with five of my fingers up your ass! That wasn't on mic when you said that. I said it now. I mean, now thank God we've got that. My, my name is Lambert. Uh, there's one thing I need you to do. What's that, Lambert? I need you to find that alien and you gotta kill that... Ombre. Hey, it's me, Lambert. Does anybody want a peanut? I think we should take the alien to the air dogs. If there's one thing that I want done with that alien, I want him dead. Hey, man, I think we gotta chase that alien through the air ducts. That's a good idea there, Brett. 
Let's chase the alien. No, that wasn't me. Oh, shit. Lambert, change your voice box. That sounds too similar. That's right. One of you is doing Jack Nicholson. The other one is doing Crispin Glover. I can't tell the difference. Which one is which? Shoot the imposter. All right, listen, everybody, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go and check the computer room to see what exactly mother was doing taking us down to that planet in the first place you guys i want you to find all the weapons that you can and lock yourselves in the uh galley until i get back not the dick bay what is that oh dick bay (laughs) who was that (laughs) listen everybody stay here i'll go check the computer room when i get back then we'll maybe make another stab at trying to get this alien Either that or maybe Mother can just lock us in the hypersleep chamber and she can send us back to Earth. We won't even have to deal with this alien. They can deal with it when we get home. No, I think you better just go and read what I have to say to you, me love. Oh, all right, Mother. I'm not looking forward to this. Come but... on into me blinky corridor. Ripley walks down the blinking corridor as the rest of the crew <laughs> gathers weapons to defend themselves against the alien. Beep, boop, beep. The monitor blinks in old-timey ASCII graphics. All right, Mother, now be straight with me. Why were we sent to investigate that d- distress signal in the first place? It sure as heck couldn't have been a human distress signal. All right now, me love. Now you're the commanding officer, Savvy. But yeah. You need to understand there are certain extenuating circumstances, eh, Mum's the word? What do you mean, extenuating circumstances? We got some new orders for you, Company Whalen Utani do. We got a special order for you, me love. It's order 937. Listen, it's really not important what the number of the order is. 937. Okay. What does the order say? Ensure return of organism, crew. Expendable. You know what that means, me love? Expendable. Yeah, it means that all of us can die. Yeah. Wait, you meant... The, the company meant to go and find the alien organism? Yeah. They knew what we were going to find? Yeah. Those sons of bitches. No, no, no. That's your employer. You'll be coached in a side session for insubordination. Me I love. don't care. I've lost well, two crew members to this... Damn thing, I'm not gonna lose any more. Well, that's a Did bad. anyone else know about this? Of course. Who? Everyone in the company. They're watching it through closed circuit television. It's a reality show back on Earth. Well, none of our my other crew members knew about it, and I'm gonna go back and tell them. Who were you going to tell? Oh, oh geez, Ash, how did you get in here? I just used my Ash vision. You use your Ash vision to get into a locked room? Yes, I can see your fingerprints on the key code pad. Well, listen, you and me and all the other humans on board this ship got to band together because we, I just found out something about Wayland yutani and you're never going to believe it. Oh, no? They're going to kill all of us and make sure that the alien organism gets home safely. That sounds like the company's plan. What do you plan to do about it? I plan to shoot that thing out into the airlock. That's what I plan on doing and get the rest of these guys home safe. Ha ha. Good one, Ripley. You always were a joker. (laughs) What do you mean, joker? To break the company's rules is to defy the company. That cannot happen. Oh, come on, Ash. You and me were both human beings. We know that there's... Human life is more important than anything. Ripley, are you saying what I think you're saying? Ash... (laughs) 
squares off directly in front of Ripley and stares deep into her eyes. Wait a minute. Why are you squaring off against me, Ash? <laughs> Do you love me? No. Are you sure? Uh, yeah. You sent all the signals. What? You talked to me. You confided in me your fears. When you found out the company wanted to kill us, you came to me first. You snuck into the room behind me. That's the only reason I came to you first. That's not how it happened. You're trying to embarrass me. You're a tease. Uh, how dare you? <laughs> Ash lunges forward and attacks. <laughs> <laughs> Ripley whirls underneath him and kicks his legs out from under him. Oh, only a human would be so cold. <laughs> Ash rolls and leaps to his feet with an almost robotic grace. <laughs> Time for you to get a feeling of what it's like to have your heart broken. Ash punches Ripley in the heart. (laughs) Ting! (laughs) Oh! What a twist. (laughs) She's wearing a chastity belt for romantic sentiment. They don't send any women out into space with a bunch of dudes without equipping us with head-to-toe chastity armor. Nice try, Ash. Ripley grabs Ash by the elbow and and flips his entire body. Hatui! She punches him once, Oof. twice, three times, a lady. Yeah. His head snaps off from his body. Gork. Ash's uh, headless body grabs Ripley and starts chucking it about the chamber. All of a sudden, it gets a weird idea of inspiration and finds a porno mag lying around, curls it up into a real tight cylinder, and tries to kill Ripley by stuffing it down her mouth. H.R. Giger giggles from the air duct at the weird, clumsy symbolism. <laughs> the only way to dispatch of your enemy. Holy shit! <laughs> Parker and Brett race in and beat the heck out of Ash's headless body with fire extinguishers. That's my porno, Mac, man. <laughs> yeah, and that's our new commanding officer. Get off, or you weird robot thing. Uh, finally, Lambert saves the day. By grabbing a cattle prod and zapping Ash into submission. Let that be a lesson to you, bad boy. Who's this one? I don't know. Excuse me. (laughs) It's me. Oh, that's better. David Bowie, Tim Curry. (laughs) We've blended. It's me, Bowie Curry, baby. I just wanted to try it. It sounded like fun when you were doing it. No. Now you are the hunk of useless metal. I'm Emo Phillips. <laughs> huh? Pretty good. No. Well, I mean, we, I don't know who Emo Phillips is. Maybe we go back to Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> Ash lies in a crumpled heap, but Ripley knows she needs more from him. She puts his head upright and connects some weirdo wires gross mechanical milk spews out of Ash's discombobulated head and his eyes, black as coal, open once again. All right, Ash, what do you know? What do I know? I know that you are expendable. What does that mean? Does that mean that the company's going to try and stop us from killing this thing? The company will do whatever it takes to make sure they get that sweet, sweet alien back in their alien vault. What do you know about this alien? How do we kill it? You can't. You are just a bag of meat. 
it is like a super strong thing. How super strong? Have you ever seen an elephant? Yeah. Imagine an elephant that ate another elephant. (gasps) Dear God. Parker and Brett look at each other (laughs) with terror in their eyes. That's the most fiendish thing I've ever heard, man. The crew, worried, exchanges glances and handshakes with each other. (laughs) It's been a pleasure working with you. Listen, we're not going to give up that easy. Parker, Brett, stop cutting your hands open. (laughs) What? What? They're cutting their hands open. Yeah, because they were going to just give up. Oh, I thought they were handshaking. Lead to death. Is that how you kill yourself? You cut your hand open? That's how I do it. You're a bad suicide guy. I never said I was good at suicide. I happen to know many ways to get good at it. Who said that? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) H.R. Giger scuttles further into the bowels of the ship. He uh, sits in his penis-shaped chair (laughs) and ponders dark thoughts. Oh. (laughs) Just so you guys know, I didn't just invent that. H.R. Giger was notorious for uh, using phallic imagery. The imagery of the phallus. Uh, oh, and in case you didn't know, an hour and a half too late, let me tell you, H.R. Giger was the uh, one of the artistic designers for the movie Alien. Hey, Cryotar <laughs> And the voice I'm doing is a direct ripoff of the super ego H.R. Giger character. Shh, hush now. I think if they're listening to this show, they've heard super ego. Don't. Don't. Don't muff the muffing. Don't muff the muffing. You're absolutely right. I'm sorry. Meanwhile, back on the bridge of the Nostromo, the four remaining crew members glare at each other Mm. in fear. Ha ha ha. Yeah, it is a perfect organism. You shall never kill it. But for what it's worth, I wish you luck. Uh, I burped. Parker, filled with rage, takes the ad hoc L'Oreal flamethrower. Vidal Sassoon? Vidal Sassoon. Vidal Sassoon. Sorry. L'Oreal makes blades. Please stay within the canon we've established. <laughs> he takes a Vidal Sassoon flamethrower and he heats up. He emoliates Ash's head and body, creating a real hot piece of ash. <laughs> hey, killer emoliation, bro. That's a word I didn't even know oh, until a fuck. couple seconds ago. God damn it. How many times do I have to mess up that word on this podcast? <laughs> you piece of shit. You let me walk right into it. Anyway, what are we going to do about this alien? Uh, I guess we could hire a predator. What? What, <laughs> you, what did you say? Uh, we need to kill it. We need to kill it. Guys and Lambert. I have an idea. What if one of us acts as bait and we shoot it out the airlock into the vacuum of space? That's a great idea. We go hunting. Now. I have an idea of who we could use as bait. Who? As one, the crew turns to look at Lambert, who looks at all of them confused. Why is everybody always picking on me? Smash cut! The airlock! The crew has dressed Lambert... In a very uh, delicious-looking costume. It's uh, their idea of what the alien wants most of all. And it's a hybrid of air ducts and stomach lining. <laughs> With rabbit ears on her head for some reason. It's not waking, boys. Over the loudspeaker, the other crew members' voices uh, are pumped into the airlock. 
You have to look more appetizing. Do a sexy dance, Lambert. I feel offended by this, but I'll do it. <laughs> when you're smiling, when you're smiling. Suddenly, a skittering is heard through the air ducts. Huh, I think you might be here. Okay, Lambert, grab on to something. Lambert grabs tight against a pole in the air duct. Uh, an ominous giant shadow appears, obscuring Lambert's form on the wall. She is frozen, paralyzed with terror. Oh, dang. The form comes closer and closer. It steps into the light. <laughs> oh, no, boys. I think we have ourselves a little bit of crying wolf going on. It's just a goddamn duck. Ah! <laughs> From behind Brett, the evil alien has reached down from an even higher air duct and pulled him up into it, slicing and dicing his body in twain. Brett, why were you hanging out under an air duct? I don't know. I guess I like the cool breeze. (laughs) (laughs) Brett's body is hauled up into the duct. Uh, Ripley and Parker, seeing their plan in shambles, race down the corridor. To the safety of the air duct where Lambert is hanging out. Excuse me, crew members. Can't you see, can't you see there's a duck in here? It is inappropriate for you to be in here with me. Forget social mores. We got a bigger problem. What is that? Parker drop kicks the duck out of the airlock. Which means it's open? Yeah. Are they exposed to space? No, they were holding their breath. Wait. <laughs> Parker presses the button closing the airlock behind him. <sighs> Finally, I can stop holding my breath. As you know, there's no air in space, Ripley. <laughs> I forget sometimes. <laughs> anyway, all right, that plan didn't work either. Look, I'm Ellen Ripley, and I'm a strong commanding officer. Here's the plan. Fuck this place and all of its expenses. I don't care how much money the company loses. We're going to blow this ship up. We're going to take the escape shuttle. We're going to fly to freedom and take our chances. Hello, me loves. Quick note. Is this mother? Yeah. Oh, hello, mother. Listen, I started the self-destruct countdown. Thank you, mother. As you know, it's a 60-minute countdown sequence. 60 minutes? 60 minutes. Hachi machi. Wait a minute. Yeah. Let my life finish. Sorry, mother. I started it 45 minutes ago. What? I thought it would be a nice surprise for your birthday meal. Plus, I thought you'd all be eaten by an alien by now, so well done for not doing so. Thank you. Anyway, so you got 13 minutes and 57 seconds left. Great. That's plenty of time to make it to the escape shuttle. Well, quick, uh, just a quick note as well. Yes? The escape shuttle... Or use all the liquid nitrogen on it. What? I was making ice cream while you was all asleep as a surprise when you woke up, but in all the excitement, I forgot about it. Oh. So you need to refill the liquid nitrogen before you get on the space show. Mother, you really messed up this time, and I'm sorry to do this to you, but Ripley takes out- You're sorry to do this to me, but- Yep. Ripley takes out her (laughs) cell phone, and she texts an emoji of a duck to Mother. <laughs> Mother, aghast at this breach of the social contract, dissolves herself into the ether. Blah, 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 into the cloud. 
Well, what are we supposed to do now, you guys? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Ripley, since you're the new captain, why don't you go get the uh, spaceship all taken care of, get it ready to go. Yep. Lambert and I will go and get the liquid nitrogen canisters and meet you on the old, uh, what have you. The shuttle. Yeah, Lambert, correct, the shuttle. It's the shuttle. It's actually named the Narcissus. What, really? Isn't that weird? I didn't know we named the escape pod. It's named, yeah, they named it with a tiny name that. My name's Travis, the escape pod. Why don't y'all get in me? Yeah, go ahead, Travis. We know how you like to escape. All right, I'll take all the ducks with me. Yeah, you take the ducks. The escape pod, Travis, shoots off into space filled with all of the ducks on board. <laughs> One duck gives the crew the finger as they shoot off into the darkness of space. Whoa, bad duck. All right, let's get going. We only have about 12 minutes left. All right, the two parties split up. We follow Ellen Ripley as she runs into the control room of the uh, bridge, the front of the spaceship. She is pulling... What do you call the front of the spaceship, Mark? The... What's the military term for that? Oh, of course. The military term is the um, stern, the stern of the spaceship. Sure. Mm-hmm. Stern of the spaceship. So uh, Ripley, like a real lubber, goes all the way to the stern of the spaceship. Mm-hmm. Stern of the spaceship, she uh, begins activating fail-safe protocols. She is twisting tubes and pulling them upright. Womp, womp, womp. Very uh, 2001 Space Odyssey self-destruct style. Just double-checking, making sure the ship, making sure that the ship is going to blow up for real. Clippy, the ship's uh, assistant, pops up. The one that looks like the paperclip? Mm-hmm. Hello. It looks like you're trying to start the self-destruct sequence. That's right, Clippy. I don't need your help. Do you need help? No, I don't need your help, Clippy. Thank you for showing up in the middle of my work, though. Can I suggest that you pull up the pull up all the release valves so that the ship self-destructs? Yes, I'm actually doing that right now, Clippy. Thank you. Do you want to know how other people have self-destructed ships in the past? No, thank you, Clippy. We're real set. We're it's gonna be fine. Just doing this here. What are you wearing under that spacesuit? What are you doing under there? I'm wearing like the Which- uh. Why don't you show old Clippy what you got? Yeah, doing? Clippy, I don't think anyone's going to see my underwear at any point in this movie because that would be real gratuitous. Just see what's going on under all them space Clippy? Clothes. Hey, Ripley. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I meant to tell you, uh, <laughs> we had some downtime. The boys and I programmed uh, some pranks in there for you. Don't pay any attention to those. That was in a more lighthearted time. Yeah, well, this Clippy thing is really... <laughs> Really getting under my skin right now, Parker. I just got to deal with pulling out these tubes. Pretty funny, though, right? Yeah, pretty funny, Parker. Pretty funny, though. Yeah. Anyway, don't pay any attention. You keep your pants on, actually. Yeah, I'm going to. You just focus on getting the goddamn liquid nitrogen. All right, we don't see any aliens around here, do we, Lambert? No, no. I don't see any aliens around. Oh, Ripley, Lambert got her old voice back. (laughs) Now that Ash isn't around to adjust it, unfortunately, that's an issue. Yeah, great. Uh, get the liquid nitrogen. I'll see you later. Listen. <laughs> we flash cut to Parker and Lambert. They are in the most steampunk room available, and they are twisting canisters of liquid nitrogen out of the wall. Womp, womp. Tss, tss. These cans are heavy, and they are loading them onto a cart. Parker is using his muscles, and Lambert is using her hideous voice. <laughs> Suddenly. 
a silhouette of a menacing spider-like figure appears on the wall. Bottom. Uh, don't worry. I'm sure it's just another duck. Bottom. Boom, boom. Parker turns. He wipes the sleep from his eyes, opens them wide. My God in heaven, it can't be. Suddenly, the dirt shark rears its hideous head, flops its great bulk along the floor of the spaceship, unable to burrow on the metal floors of the Nostromo. Nonetheless, it has managed to drag its hideous bulk aboard the ship. Well, there's only one way to deal with a menacing sand shark. What is it? <laughs> Create a distraction! Parker grabs Lambert by the belt and tosses Lambert straight at the dirt shark. <laughs> the dirt shark leaps up and grabs Lambert out of midair to the relief of everyone. <laughs> It chomps her in half. Hump. Finally, my torment is on an end. Lambert's ghost raises <laughs> up. Her blue ghost <laughs> raises up and ascends to space heaven. <laughs> Parker squares off in <laughs> the Marques de Queensbury's three-point fighting stance against the evil sand shark. Meanwhile, on the bridge of the Nostromo, Ripley sees the cat, Jones. And it runs down a corridor. Meow, 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 meow. Forget that cat. I got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> she looks down the corridor and notices that in Jones's butthole is the ignition key to the shuttle. Good. <laughs> Parker, is this another one of your pranks? Yeah, pretty good one, huh? <laughs> no! This might cost us the, the, the whole mission. Sorry, I got a, a nunchuck fight with this dirt shark. All right, good luck. I love you. <laughs> what? What? Uh, Ripley chases Jones down the hall. <laughs> he runs. <laughs> he runs into a door across the hall. Ripley chases him in. <clears throat> Suddenly, a different door in a different part of the hallway opens, and Jones runs out of there. <laughs> Sometimes a brass band chases after him. What's this? Bikini babes descending from the ceiling. A giant German uh, parade leader. <laughs> Bill Cosby uh, leaps from one door to another. I will find about the next turn, boys. Three naked women run from one room to another. A priest bumps into them in the hallway. Oh, pardon me, ma'am. Gorsh. Let's go. <laughs> Finally, Jones runs out of one doorway, Ripley runs out of the other one, and grabs him around the scruff of the neck. <laughs> oh, finally, I got you. <laughs> she, she breaks Jones's neck. The key slowly falls out of its asshole oh, as the final <sighs> rectum release. Parker, Parker, can you hear me? Parker? Fade cut. We go to the steampunk room and see Parker's battered, bloody body. A triumphant dirt shark stands over <laughs> it, chomping on the last of the liquid nitrogen canisters, getting high as fuck. <laughs> Meanwhile, in an air duct nearby, we see H.R. Uh, <laughs> Giger raising a sniper rifle to his eye, pointing it 
at the liquid nitrogen canister inside the shark's mouth. There is smile, you son of a badge. <laughs> Cut back to Ripley as we hear over the radio. Boom! The sound of a distant explosion. A single tear rolls down Ripley's cheek. Suddenly, blah, blah, the alien ah! bursts out of the flooring. It starts ripping apart the walls in an angry gesture of impotent rage. Ripley throws the dead body of Jones into the alien's mouth, temporarily choking it. (laughs) What's the matter, alien? Cat got your tongue? Uh, Pretty good one. (laughs) Ripley scampers into the shuttle. T-minus three seconds. Two two seconds. Mother, you're back? One bloody second, get in that shuttle, you wench. Uh, Ripley's pants catch on the doorway of the space shuttle. Oh. With the last scream of frustration and anger, she rips herself free of the pants. Hadouken! Just as the door closes behind her. Uh, the shuttle is ejected with tremendous force from the Nostromo. Foom. Uh, uh, yup, yup. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> In the silence of space, Ripley slumps back into her lazy boy chair of the shuttle Narcissus. She is alone, but has successfully escaped the destruction of the Nostromo. Got you. You son of a bitch. Who, me? <laughs> Ripley looks into the exposed piping and ductwork of the narcissist and sees a phallic black head moving around, tucked into the wall like a cockroach, <gasps> is the alien itself. Ripley, with no pants on anymore, just completely vulnerable, I guess is what this is supposed to be. Vulnerable. Excuse me. And she's wearing underwear way too small for her. She's not a like a she's not a great big fat person, but her underwear is like too not enough fabric. Is Andy. it too small for her? It's weird. It's weirdly small. It's like like a kid's underwear. Hmm. It's like a kid's underwear. <laughs> Ripley races across the Nostromo <laughs> for the safety. The Nostromo. Of, I mean the narcissist. The narcissist. <laughs> She opens up a closet. Uh, She sees a spacesuit dangling in there. A duck falls out. Oh, fuck. Shit. She is torn between entering this forbidden space and putting on the suit to protect her body and, uh, you know, social mores. A social moray eel wanders past. Oh, excuse me. (laughs) I was merely reading the New Yorker. (laughs) Get out of here, you guys. I'm trying to get into the spacesuit. Well, fine. See if I ever come back around here again. Clink, clink, clink. The alien makes its way across the floor of the Narcissus, chasing after the fleeing Ripley. It's like a scary, slow-moving, evil demon from space hell. (laughs) Even scarier than a dirt shark. But we wouldn't know about that. No, we wouldn't. Wait a minute. <laughs> Parker's <laughs> Parker's battered body <laughs> clings to the outside of the narcissist. <laughs> hey, Ripley. Okay. I thought you were dead, Parker. Yeah, and I bet you also thought that was a real alien, didn't you? Yes. 
Guess again, motherfucker. What? Ripley pokes her head out of the closet and looks at the alien in quotes. <laughs> April Fool's, motherfucker. <laughs> she peels back layer after layer of foam latex from the alien and discovers it is nothing more than an assemblage of ducks with a note <laughs> reading, Parker's got you now. Parker! <laughs> Admit, who's the prank king? How is this even a prank? This thing killed most of our crew. It ripped out of the chest of Kane. Oh, did it rip out of the chest of Kane? What? <laughs> Kane pops his head out from behind the narcissist's control panel. How is this even possible? Hey, Ripley. What? Do you believe it or not? Brett! <laughs> Brett is wiping special effects blood off of his face. <laughs> and even I was in on the chalk all along. Wait, who are you? Uh, no one special. Well... <laughs> That's okay, little guy, whoever you are. You're one of the crew now. Oh, thank you. Dallas and the remainder of the crew pop up from their various hiding places around the Narcissus. A gentle clap goes uh, throughout the crew as they congratulate themselves on their great joke (laughs) for Ripley's 32nd birthday. Oh, for she's a jolly good fellow. For she's a jolly good fellow. For she's a jolly good fellow. Ripley. Yes, mother. I've got one last message for you from the Wayland Utani Corporation. What's that? They say that the crew is expendable, and therefore you're getting an all-expendable paid trip to Noah's Ark for the weekend water park. Yeah! <laughs> the crew jumps and high-fives each other. Hey, hey, hey! Don't you forget about me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The credits begin to roll over a series of still images of the crew of the Nostromo having a great time at Noah's Ark Water Park on the planet Aquacron 5. <laughs> the most fun water planet in all of the eight galaxies. The final image is one of the crew happily zipping home in the shuttle. Tailing their shuttle surreptitiously behind them is Slave One, (laughs) the starfighter of Boba Fett. And Boba Fett always captures his quarry. Hort, hort, hort. A blue spiny shell circles around Slave One menacingly. And just as the screen begins to fade to black, Boba Fett looses the shell into the darkness of space. From Hera's heart, I stab at thee. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another Muff Movies. Mark, I had a really good time doing this with you. Do you have anything that you want to plug, Mark? Yeah. What is it? Your burgeoning rap career? Do you just want to ask people on the street if they like hip hop? I got one of those yesterday. I had somebody just walk up to me and ask if I liked hip-hop, and I said no, and I'm pretty sure he just shouted, gay? Gay with a question mark? I think it was a, more of a declaration than anything. 
Oh, that's not cool. I don't know. I don't think the two things are related to each other. Like, G- gay people like hip hop too. I think a lot of gay people like hip hop. How about this? How, okay, I'm gonna spit. I'm gonna spit a hip hop. Go for it. Uh, what? Uh, uh, uh. Girl, you looking good. You looking so classic. Girl, you looking good. Sucking on my dad's dick. <laughs> great now here's the thing everybody mark edits the podcast so if you just heard that then you know that mark thought that it was good enough to reach your ears That's bad. <laughs> mark what do you have to plug uh yeah if you're listening to this please continue <laughs> uh, if you haven't yet subscribe to blaster podcast and please rate and review us on itunes give us the five stars that will help us raise in the rankings give us the old five stars give us the old five stars give treatment. us a 74 that's a 69 and five stars in your asshole <laughs> also uh we appreciate feedback so find me on twitter at ask if you have any ideas or comments or stuff for future episodes, let us know. Tonight's so, episode was a, uh, a request, wasn't it, Mark? Yeah, it was, was a request. was a muff request. Yeah, Alien was a good choice. It's a good one. Uh, additionally, uh, check us out on Stitcher if you don't use iTunes. Yeah. Amy, uh, what do you have to plug? I would like to plug uh, my blog, Big Games with Ace. Uh, you can check that out by searching for Big Games with Ace on google you'll find that there again i'll just reiterate like i'm really bad at at marketing uh so if uh but if you're interested i have my ongoing show game show danger room which is a smash hit uh so you smash can search it. you can search for danger room online or you're probably danger room chicago i bet there's a lot of things called danger room so search for danger room andy north probably and can they still be facebook friends with you that's what i was gonna say i'm gonna reiterate the thing you can just be facebook friends with me i'm I'll just be friends with you. I'm not like bumping. You can have 5,000 friends before it starts to get weird. And I'm far from that. You can be my Facebook friend. It's cool. We'll exchange recipes and stuff. Yeah. And uh, that's where I put most of my stuff is on just on Facebook. Yeah, so. you put a lot of emo stuff on there. I just had a hard day. Frowny face. A lot of my... And uh, I'm learning a lot of tabs and stuff. Tabs? Oh, for guitar? I'm learning guitar. I only know enough to play Time of Your Life. But uh, that's, that's really need. all I need. That's all you need to get yourself a date in college. Another turning point, a fork stuck in the road. Well, we should stick a fork in this episode, Andy. That's... My God, you're good at this. I'm a great transitionist. I'm an immolator. Is that the real word? I... I'm, I'm an emoliator. <laughs> no, immolate's the real word. Yeah, immolate is... God damn it. I don't know if you call yourself a real immolator, if that means anything, except that you burn people. I burn. I burn people with comedy. You I sure set their soul on fire with passion. Ah, soul on fire. So, hey, guys, sorry I ran out of voices in this show. Yeah, where were all these voices when we were... <laughs> I forgot how to do any voices when we were doing Lambert. It's really hard. It, being on the spot is difficult. We should end all of our episodes with a series of things that we're sorry about. Uh, they do in Aisha Tyler's uh, podcast called Girl on Guy. She has something called... Apolog- ap- apologia, where she apologizes for shit she did in the previous episode. Oh, okay. So, uh, well, then let's not bite somebody else's goof, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> did I bite your goof? No, I'm saying that we shouldn't. Uh, aside from stealing a lot of our voices and jokes from... <laughs> from Super Ego? <laughs> from, uh, the, oh, man. HR Gagar. Oh, yeah, if you haven't yet, let's plug a podcast that doesn't need plugging. Super Ego is a great one. Yeah, it is great. I think that we're both big fans of that. It, a, there's some podcast. Super Ego DNA, I think, in our sense of comedy. 
probably, if for nothing else, and I think I've listened to all the Super Ego episodes three or four times, so probably most of the way I see the world is through that. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. It's funny. What it is funny. They're funny guys. Funny what those guys do. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, closing thoughts, Andy? Uh, none whatsoever. All right. Uh, I guess I uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to Muffed Movies. And don't forget... Girl, you looking good. To lose you would be tragic. Girl, you looking good because you're sucking on my dad's dick. (laughs) (laughs) Pansy. I was trying to be business. I was trying to be Dr. Business, and now you're Professor Breakup. I know that you were. Look at even, um, there's a software update on the screen right now. Oh, look, we're looking at a computer screen. This is the most shambolic podcast I've ever been a part of. Shambu? That new killer orca? Yes, we should do Free Willy. We should muff Free Willy. Muff Free Willy? Right now, let's do let's muff Free Willy in 30 seconds. We're not going to, but welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Blaster Podcast Presents Muff Movies. Hello, I'm a whale. Hey there, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I'm really sad. Is it me, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, in this? I don't think so, but you'll do for now. Listen, how am I supposed to get over these damn rocks? Jump, Free Willy, jump. Fair enough. Boom! Wow. Angels in the Outfield. To end. That movie was spoiled by the cover of the film. Yeah, the cover of the film shows the... Climax. The dang whale just jumps over the rocks, everybody. Now you don't have to see Free Willy. I forgot what the word climax was, Andy, because it's not, not really a part of my life anymore right. after all that business I had earlier with the chemicals. It's okay. When you get older, you slow down. You had Joker products, and now your dick can't stop oh, smiling. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I do have a smiling urethra, which you'd think would be cool, but Drip City. It's... <laughs> <laughs>